I can play video games or even watch a movie while they clean my teeth. Plus, the friendly and helpful staff at Smile Island makes me feel comfortable and relaxed. And now, you can get braces at Smile Island. Take it from me. You should take your kids to Smile Island, too. Smile Island provides personalized dental care and orthodontics for everyone in your family. Smile Island accepts most dental insurance plans and serves Roseville, Rockland, Lincoln, and the surrounding areas. Mention you heard about Smile Island on the radio, and you'll receive a free Power Spin toothbrush for making a new patient appointment. Smile Island is a local family-owned business. Make your appointment today. Call 773-6565. That's 773-6565. Online at SmileIslandDentalGroup.com. Find Smile Island on Facebook, too. I'm Don Padilla. And I'm Pat Barr, financial advisors with Wells Fargo Advisors in Sacramento. The stock market has dropped many times, and just as many times it's come back and gone higher. 2008 was horrible, but the fact is the market is back. So why are people not investing? Their future is too important to ignore the opportunities available to them. Call us for your free consultation. Our number is 916-275-8100. That's 275-8100. Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC, is a registered broker-dealer and a separate non-bank affiliate of Wells Fargo & Company. Money 105.5. Views expressed on the following program are not necessarily those of this station, its owners, staff, or management. The following program is sponsored by Simply Great Lives. Welcome to the Impact Hour on Money 105.5, where you live with passion, make a difference, and come alive. This show is about you, your life, your impact, and your legacy. Now your hosts, John and Rena. Welcome to the Impact Hour. I'm so glad that you've come and join us today. Actually, my name is Rena, and it's just me today. John won't be joining us. He's here with us in thought and in spirit. Today, I have a really good topic for you, something that will be useful for you and beneficial in your life and therefore beneficial in the lives of other people. Today's topic is what people need. So we're going to be taking an in-depth look at basic human needs and not so basic human needs. The wonderful thing about really understanding what moves people, what motivates people, their needs, is then you can craft your life in such a way that you're getting more satisfaction, more meaning, and able to be of better service to other people. It'll also be helpful in understanding what makes other people tick and what they've got going on, what they need to be able to move forward. It'll help explain a lot of the things that you observe around you, help you make more sense of the world, and like I said, help you be able to design your life in such a way that it's a better life for you and for other people. We're going to be diving pretty deep into Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Uh, Maslow came up with this model of human behavior. Uh, He started creating it in the 40s. 1940s so it's been around for a while time tested and true he did develop it over time in case I don't mention it later I think it's an awesome story he first came up with the theory published it in a paper uh, mid to late 40s um, early 50s wrote a book on it he had a book come out in 1971 where he was really critically looking at his own work and making tweaks on it so even really great psychologists are on a journey in their making their impact and their understanding of how people work. So I take that as an encouragement 
for me, for wherever you're at, you know, it doesn't have to be perfect right now. It's a process. And as you're improving your understanding of yourself, of other people, of how the world works, you're able to make more and more of a positive impact in people's lives. And it's a process for all of us. I don't know if you're familiar with Maslow's hierarchy of needs. I was first introduced, I think, in my first semester of college. So it, it's been a while. And <clears throat> it's pretty foundational. And like I said, I believe you'll find it really helpful. He has five different human needs that he addresses. And oftentimes, it's depicted as a pyramid. So you've got some more basic needs at the bottom and going up in level of urgency as it goes to the top of the pyramid. The first, and I'll just go over it briefly now and then we'll go deeper into them. The first one is physiological needs like food and shelter. The second is that of safety and needing to feel secure. The third is love and belonging. Number four is esteem. Who doesn't like esteem, right? And the highest level is that of self-actualization, which sounds pretty vague, so we'll be putting some legs on that and see what that's all about. We'll start with some of the more fundamental needs. And just like I said, understanding what makes people tick. Physiological needs refers to our need for food, clean water, shelter, and clothing, just the basics of taking care of our body. Now in this country, clean drinking water isn't so much of a problem as it is in other countries. We do have homelessness among us, people who are experiencing homelessness and don't have the basic shelter that they need. I think even more common than that is what they call food insecurity. And food insecurity is basically where people aren't sure if they'll have the food that they need. You can imagine the anxiety that one would feel if they don't know if they'll be able to eat when they need to eat. It's really about that uncertainty. And a study found that in 2015, 12.7% of US households experienced food insecurity at some time or another. So at some point throughout the year, somebody in that family really didn't know if there was gonna be enough food to eat. And that number, which is 12.7%, is actually down from 2014 because it used to be 14%. So that key indicator is going down. That's a good thing. Because, you know, I remember when I was a kid and there were some times where there wasn't enough food and mom wasn't home. Uh, truthfully, she was working and then she went out to work, out after work drinking. And I was home and I was hungry. And as you can imagine, that, that really leaves a mark on a kid. And so it's really important for people to know that they have the food that they'll need. Now, I don't know how much you can relate to that personally. And if you don't, that's great. Now, if what they found is that the food insecurity is much more common in households where there's kids, which totally makes sense. Parents are needing to provide for not only themselves, but their kids as well. And it's also more common when there's a single parent family. Now, I worked in a school that was for my graduate 
internship, one of my internships, was at a school for kids with emotional disabilities. And one of the kids started acting out pretty wildly. So behaviors that were not characteristic of him. And as the teachers explored, they found out that um, they didn't have a refrigerator. Either, I don't remember if the refrigerator broke or if the power had been turned off, but they were, he wasn't sure if he was gonna have food to eat. And for kids, when they're not having some of their basic needs met, whether it's uh, physiological, like we're talking about, or safety, which is the next level, can tell you what, they, they start getting some pretty wild behaviors. They seem disobedient, acting out. And I know as a social worker that, for me, that's always a red flag. If I know a kid's normal patterns and something spikes, you know, their behavior really goes off the charts and it's different for them, that's an indicator for me to take a look to find out what's going on with them. And that's true for all people. When they're not getting their needs met, they start acting out in different unusual ways for them because it's important to have their needs met. The second level is security. And again, don't know how much you can relate to this. Really kind of see where you can relate. And um, it, we kind of start off talking on the level of violence which is a more extreme, and find that it can actually be less severe than that. So some interesting statistics for those of you who like it. I don't want to get like too heavy into stats, but um, real quick, just so you know that we're talking about you can have violence in a variety of ways and places. It can be in the home by a partner, a parent, or a caregiver. It can be in other relationships. Some of the stuff I was looking at was about um, violence in teen dating. And it can be out in the community, just being out and about. Now we start with the most extreme version of violence, homicide. Homicide is actually down in the United States 50% from where it was in the early 80s. I don't know what was going on in like 1982, but it, it, it spiked in the early to mid 80s. So we're down half of what it used to be. Interestingly, in the United States, the homicide rate is still five times what it is in Canada, the UK, and Australia. Similarly, physical violence is down too, by about 50% from where it was in the mid 80s. And it's important, I don't dive into numbers on this because physical violence is often underreported, so it's really hard to have an accurate representation of that. Basically from my research, what I saw is that across the board, numbers are down regarding violence, which is phenomenal because feeling unsafe physically, very basic human need, it really prevents a person, as you can imagine, from flourishing in life. It's very debilitating. And maybe you can't relate to uh, physical violence, and if that's the case, I'm very glad. I'm very glad. Maybe you can relate on a different level. So I know a lot of people who are living paycheck to paycheck, and they've got mounds of debt, and maybe they don't know how they're going to pay their mortgage payment. So just the threat, the thought of losing these basic things, the food, the shelter, you know, taking care of our basic needs can be really, really stressful. So I just bring that up to encourage you, if you're experiencing a lack of security in your finances, to know that it's possible to improve that so that 
it's not dragging on you and weighing you down in your life because that stress definitely, definitely takes a toll. Um, we benefited a lot from Dave Ramsey and his Financial Peace University. So that's a great place if you want to work on getting your finances under control. As we're exploring this topic of human needs, what makes us go, what drives us, I want to invite you to call in to the station with any questions or comments you have. The number here is 866-576-1055. And I'd love to hear from you on what you're working on in improving yourself and moving yourself forward and getting your needs met. Stay tuned for more. You're listening to the Impact Hour. What if the ladder you're climbing is leaning against the wrong wall? Is that bucket list getting bigger and bigger? Where are your passions hiding? You are here to create an authentically empowered life. There's nothing more fulfilling than living your life's purpose every day. Find your calling and live a legacy that lasts for generations. Start your journey today by scheduling your discovery session with John and Rena, hosts of the Impact Hour, every Wednesday on Money 105.5. Go to theimpacthour.com to schedule your complimentary session today. If you want a life rich in meaning, if you want to make a difference, join John and Rena for the Impact Hour every Wednesday afternoon at 2 on Money 105.5. Learn how to increase your life's impact. Unlock your potential and live with passion. It's all new. The Impact Hour with your hosts, John and Rena. Share your stories and become part of the journey. Wednesday afternoons at 2 on Money 105.5. Find John and Rena on Facebook at The Impact Hour. Interrupting life as usual. This is the Impact Hour with John and Rena on Money 105.5. Welcome back to the Impact Hour. I'm so glad you're listening today as we're talking about what people need and what you can do to get yourself further along in life. And uh, we're diving into Maslow's hierarchy of needs. And I think it's very interesting. I mentioned that the, the hierarchy, the is, is often represented as a pyramid. And I think the idea is that there are more people at the bottom than at the top. So as we're working our way up this, this ladder, so to speak, this pyramid, the idea is that I think at least Maslow believed that there are more people at the more basic levels. And I think if we're thinking on a global level, that may be true. There are people really working hard to meet their most basic human needs of food and water and shelter and clothing. And that's not so much of our experience here in our society, here in Sacramento, uh, although there is a, a decent homeless population here in Sacramento. Most of us have homes and have our basic needs taken care of, and um, really it's about moving forward from there. <clears throat> so I'm going to spend some more time in this section, which is the third need, that of love and belonging. Because I believe that's where these, these next couple ones are where I think most people are hanging out. In fact, instead of like a, a pyramid, I picture it more like a ball. There's, there's some fewer people at the top, and then it kind of widens out and get more people there and uh, fewer people at the top. See what you think. Can evaluate that for yourself. Love and belonging is a huge human need. We see it all around us. 
And as I was contemplating this topic for you in preparation today, I started thinking about loneliness and where do we see loneliness and how is it expressed? How is it experienced? And there was a book written, I really want to pronounce the name right, Cacopio, Cacopio, Cacopo, C-A-C-I-O-P-P-O, and Patrick, uh, written on loneliness and the need for human connection. You know, I love connections, so interested in hearing about that. Mostly I was looking for how many people are experiencing loneliness in our society. And you can think about this for yourself. Where do you see it around you? People struggling with feeling alone or disconnected from other people. These authors in their findings say that 20% of Americans report chronic feelings of loneliness. 20% of people pretty much consistently, chronically, regularly experiencing loneliness. I looked for some others because I was wondering if that was really the full picture. And I saw reports as high as 72% of Americans experience loneliness with a third of Americans feeling lonely at least once a week. That probably varies by population. I don't know, is that something that you experience for yourself? Probably a better question is when do you feel lonely or where? Is this a need that's kind of in the forefront of your mind? These authors that I quoted earlier, whose names I will not try to say again, had what I thought was an excellent observations, said that the absence of social connection, it actually triggers inside of us some of the same alarms as hunger and thirst and physical pain. So if loneliness hurts, that's because we're wired inside our bodies to feel that. And pain, anytime we feel pain, whether it's physical or emotional, is it's like an alarm. It's like a red flag saying, hey, take a look at something's wrong. You need to take a look at this. So I appreciated the them kind of outlying, laying out the significance of loneliness and our need for connection. As I look around, my world and the people around me, it's not surprising that people often experience a sense of disconnection. There's a lot less of a sense of community. I was feeling very fortunate a couple, few months ago um, in the winter time, uh, our tree blew over in our front yard, a very, very tall tree. And uh, we didn't know it fell down during the storm. It had just happened and around about 8.30, 9 o'clock at night, uh, there was a, a doorbell, our doorbell rang, and it was our neighbor, and he was so nice. He's like, do you want some help with your tree? We're all, what? <laughs> we didn't even know the tree fell down. And bless his heart, he helped us for like the next hour in the pouring rain with his chainsaw, cutting the tree so we could get the car out in the morning and so it wasn't blocking the street or the sidewalk. And uh, that was the beginning of a project because we had a lot of work to do after that. But I was just so grateful that I've got neighbors that I can count on for times like when my refrigerator went out, same neighbors helped me store uh, food. When they go on vacation, I, I water their plants. So it's really such a blessing to be a part of a community. And I recognize that in our society, it's much more challenging to create that, I think, than it used to be. So people pull into their 
garage with the garage door opener and they pull the garage down the garage door down and, and get out and there's there's a lot less interaction with the with the neighbors and I think it was just because we had kids and back when our kids played outside and their kids played outside we had opportunity to interact because it was also part of our experience that we wanted to provide good supervision for our kids because kind of not like what it was when we were growing up additionally I see a lot of technology which is fascinating because it's actually one would think designed to help us stay connected but so often I see people on their phones and my family's guilty of this go out to a restaurant and it's only because I'm, I'm legally blind I don't spend as much time on my phone with my family because I, I listen to stuff more than I, I watch stuff but the three of them will be out <laughs> have their phones out in front of them and sometimes we'll dialogue about what they're doing on the phones it's just so tempting it's such a draw to be in front of a screen instead of in front of people and even when we're with people it's a draw to look at that screen than it you know as opposed to interacting with the people that's something to be aware of and to make new choices around if you feel like you're struggling with with loneliness with connection with love and belonging if you're wanting more of that you can choose to cut down on the technology where it's not really helping. I think social media is is a really big, really big issue these days. It, it also stems from this deep desire that people have to connect. And most of my experiences around Facebook, which I've cut down a lot on, and I would say because there's a lot of reasons. On Facebook, here's the challenge. People are posting the best versions of themselves, the best events. You know, they're posting their wonderful Mother's Day gifts and their dinner out and the life, you know, achievements and all these great things. And we might be having a miserable day and that's all we see coming across our feed. With the exception being the folks that complain all the time, <laughs> which I've actually taken to unfollowing folks who complain all the time because I really don't need that in my news feed. So we have this deep need to connect with people, so therefore we're on social media because it feels like a connection, but it's really not a great quality set, great quality connection with people. It leaves us wanting, it leaves us hungry, and it's actually taking us away from the opportunities to connect with people. So it's kind of sad because it has great promise, but doesn't satisfy. I just recently heard a term, uh, social media cleanse. <laughs> Never heard of that, but give up social media for 30 days, and I can really see the appeal of that. I belong to a coaching group for my own uh, personal and professional development, and the coaching group has a Facebook page, you know, for the for the group. And I think if it weren't for that, I think I would choose to give up Facebook here's the challenge I open up the app do I completely blow past the uh, front page and just go to the group get it done close it it's what I want to be doing and and it's challenging it's easy to get sucked in so I encourage you to evaluate for yourself your social media is it helping you to feel more connected or is it perhaps getting in the way because we really need family friends community we need real people to connect with. This is a basic human need to feel connected, to feel like we belong, 
to feel loved and appreciated. I was uh, listening in on my son's friends and they were having a conversation the other day. And one of them was lamenting he had gotten kicked out of his, their, his social group. Now they're all going to different schools at this point. This one boy is in middle school. And they, he was saying how difficult it is to make new friends. And one of the boys observed, I loved, by the way, seeing teenage boys holding space and being open and supporting somebody who was vulnerably sharing and having a hard time as a teenager. It was really cool. And uh, <clears throat> one of the kids says, you know, it's just not like it used to be in elementary school. You used to come up to a kid and say, hey, want to be friends? And the kid would say, yeah, and you'd go off and play. And it's just not like that anymore after that age, unfortunately. Even myself, I remember I learned that lesson. Uh, in my late, mid to late 20s, I'd worked with a lady on a project. And she, um, we, we'd gotten along well, worked together well, had great conversations. And so I asked her if she wanted to be my friend. And apparently that wasn't the thing to do because she referred me to a self-help support group. <laughs> I'm like, oh, need to be a little more discreet. So when we, after we come back from the break, we're going to talk a little bit more about building connection so that you can meet that basic need for love and belonging. When we come back, remember, you do have the opportunity to call in and talk at 866-576-1055. would love to hear your experience around these human needs. And I'd love for you to stay tuned. You're listening to the Impact Hour. Hello, folks. Farron Larson with Big Mountain Heating and Air, Windows and Solar. You know, years ago, I tried radio to promote my business with zero success. Then I met Val King with Salem Media Group at a radio-sponsored seminar. That was over 17 years ago, where I learned the three most important aspects of a radio campaign. Message, frequency, that's just how often your commercial is heard each week, and the duration of the campaign. It takes a long-term commitment, or it probably won't work. I don't just try radio anymore because it's a critical investment that continues to work for me. I now advertise on all four Salem radio stations, and I consider Val King and Salem Media Group an advertising partner. If you have a solid business plan and you're looking to get to the next level, you can trust Val to give you an honest look at how to gain a greater market share using radio. Reach out to Val with your questions. He'll give you honest answers. You can email those questions to Val at KTKZ.com. It's Val at KTKZ.com. I'm Jody Stevens for La Bella Vita Medi Spa, the amazing beauty division from Tenure Medical. So do you have a tattoo you'd like removed? Pico Way from La Bella is the most advanced laser in aesthetic medicine today. It does an amazing job of removing tattoos, removing pigment, scars, and wrinkles too. I'm having my tattoo removed after the very first treatment. It was already noticeably lighter. And now you can revolutionize the look of your skin with Therapy. This ultrasound skin tightening and lifting procedure is a cutting-edge, non-invasive treatment to lift and Tighten skin on your face and neck. Peak away in all therapy from La Bella Vita Medi Spa in Rockland. Call 624-4959. 624-4959. Online at labellavitamedispa.com. 
Indoor skydiving in Roseville is now open and ready to help you fly. And what a day it will be. Experience the thrill of human flight at iFly Sacramento located in Harding in Roseville. For all information, including hours of operation and videos of actual flying, go to iFlySacramento.com or see their Facebook page. So if you're ages 3 to 103, this will be the experience of a lifetime. You can win a free flight from iFly Sacramento. Just tap our mobile app and scratch to win. One person each week will win a free flight. Just tap the app. It's indoor skydiving on Harding in Roseville. See you there. Progressive brings you Flowetry with Flow. Motorcycle and car insurance bundled like macaroni and cheese. Please, I got discounts up the wazoo. Yahoo! Saving money, riding down the open road on my bike, dropping fine rhymes, then dropping the mic. Assuming that's okay with the venue. Bundle your motorcycle and car insurance and save with Progressive. Call 1-800-PROGRESSIVE or visit Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations. How would you like to win a free mattress? Well, during Mattress Firm's Memorial Day giveaway, 50 lucky winners will win a free mattress of up to $3,000 in retail value. Visit a participating mattress firm between May 19th and May 29th to enter for your chance to win your perfect mattress. So hurry in and don't miss Mattress Firm's Memorial Day giveaway. No purchase necessary ends 52917. Open to legal residents of the 50 U.S. and D.C. 18 or older. For complete details, see the official rules at a participating store or at mattressfirm.com giveaway. Sponsored by Mattress Firm, Inc. Wednesday morning at 8 on Money 105.5, it's Beyond the Numbers, your weekly look at the real-life issues related to your business, your taxes, and your money. With your hosts, Mark Bellows, a certified public accountant with over 25 years of experience, and Katie McConnell, certified public accountant and professional of human resources. Find Mark and Katie online at claconnect.com. That's claconnect.com. Go Beyond the Numbers with Mark Bellows and Katie McConnell, Wednesday at 8 a.m. on Money 105.5. If you want a life rich in meaning, if you want to make a difference, join John and Rena for the Impact Hour every Wednesday afternoon at 2 on Money 105.5. Learn how to increase your life's impact. Unlock your potential and live with passion. It's all new. The Impact Hour with your hosts, John and Rena. Share your stories and become part of the journey. Wednesday afternoons at 2 on Money 105.5. Find John and Rena on Facebook at The Impact Hour. What if the ladder you're climbing is leaning against the wrong wall? Is that bucket list getting bigger and bigger? Where are your passions hiding? You are here to create an authentically empowered life. There's nothing more fulfilling than living your life's purpose every day. Find your calling and live a legacy that lasts for generations. Start your journey today by scheduling your discovery session with John and Rena, hosts of the Impact Hour, every Wednesday on Money 105.5. Go to theimpacthour.com to schedule your complimentary session today. Live with passion, make a difference, and come alive. This is the Impact Hour with John and Rena on Money 105.5. Welcome back to the Impact Hour. We are talking about your needs. What do you need? And if you missed part of this show or any other shows from the Impact Hour, you can go online and listen to them at theimpacthour.com. It's also available through your favorite podcast app. That way you can take us on the road with you. So as we're exploring human needs, what makes us tick, what makes us move in life? Remember the first, we're looking at Maslow's hierarchy of needs, the first one being physiological, second, safety, third, love and belonging. And then we'll be diving into esteem and self-actualization as well. <clears throat> you know, people try to get their needs met 
and sometimes not the most effective of ways. We do the best we can with what we've got. I find that people often employ strategies. I'm trying to come up with a good way to put this. They employ strategies that maybe they learned when they were a lot younger, maybe even as kids, and it might have worked back then. And things may have changed and they may not be effective anymore, but yet we're still doing them. Where in your life have you seen adults throwing temper tantrums or maybe being very manipulative or perhaps giving somebody the cold shoulder? These are all attempts at meeting needs that they have. For example, maybe somebody's really yelling a lot. They're raising their voice and there may be some anger behind that too. They may just be trying to be heard. I've mentioned before on other shows that being seen, heard, and understood is something that we need. It really ties in, I would say, to Maslow's love and belonging and esteem needs. And when we don't have that need met, we kind of start doing some unusual behaviors to try to get that need met. Now, when we see these types of behaviors in other people, I think this is really helpful to understand. Try to understand what need they are trying to get met. Are they not feeling heard? Are they not feeling valued? Do they need to feel loved? They might be going away about it in a way that's really ineffective, but they don't really know better. So man, if you can identify that need and help meet it, you're totally ahead of the game, right? I also find that it's helpful in as I'm working on developing more compassion for people. When somebody does something that for example, hurts my feelings, why did they do that? What want or need were they trying to get met in that moment? As misdirected or misguided as that may seem, what were they trying to do? It helps me to understand why they did it and maybe can help me to avoid it in the future, help them to get that need met in a better way. We, John and I, at Simply Great Lives, and uh, you know us through the Impact Hour, we're developing a course to help people have more of a sense of connection with other people, helping people to become aware of how they're showing up, how other people are experiencing them, so they can make some changes so other people respond better. So I'll be excited to announce that to you when that's available. <clears throat> In the meantime, we have some recordings, show recordings, that you might find of particular interest at theimpacthour.com, there's number 34, How Your Being Matters, and number 24, Meaningful Connections. I love these topics. <laughs> I can talk about this stuff all day long. So I have just a few suggestions for you if you're finding that you're needing a boost in your love and belonging. You can, and these were, I also found some suggestions, some of these online. You could go to a church whatever makes sense for you, where you're at spiritually, a, a mosque or a synagogue, a, a gathering of people who believe like you do. You could attend meetups, join clubs, you could volunteer, you can take classes, you can join an association based on your interest, and you can even reach out and rekindle old friendships, call people up, see how they're doing, get caught up, expressed interest in them. You can invite people to an activity, preferably an activity that's of interest to them. 
maybe a movie or their hobby. You can invite people to coffee or lunch or even to go on a walk and exercise. That's great with the uh, folks who work together, something that you can do during lunch. I'm reading a book by Dale Carnegie. It's a classic, How to Win Friends and Influence People. And he suggests talking to people about what they get really excited about and about what's interesting to them. So really focusing on the other person's need. And what that does is that opens up the door for relationship and for connection. So I know from experience, and, and maybe you too, that building relationships, it, it takes effort and it takes persistence and it takes time. Sometimes it, that persistent thing, sometimes it, it takes more than once, you know, to, to reach out to a person before there's a yes, before you're building that relationship. And we have to be willing to risk rejection. And, you know, what it, there was another show recording that you might find particularly helpful, number seven, called This Means That. And if somebody says no to us, you know, our, our attempt to get together for coffee or for whatever, what do we make that mean? What does that mean to us? Because if we're making it mean that we're not lovable and it just proves that people don't like us, you know, we're going down a dark path. And what you can make it mean instead, you can choose to say to yourself, oh, they're just too busy for that right now. And it doesn't have to be the end of the world. We're going to move on to the next need in Maslow's hierarchy of needs, that of esteem. So like I said, I see a lot of people hanging out in the need to be loved and to belong and also the need for esteem. And esteem is, you know, having people's respect, being accepted and valued by other people, having recognition, and making a significant contribution. Making a contribution, you know, preferably that's recognized by other people. We have this need to know that we matter, that, that, that people take note of us, that people value us, that people think highly of us. And that includes our, how we think and feel about ourselves. Because you can imagine that it's, it's challenging to really have a lot of respect for and really connect with somebody who doesn't, doesn't like themselves, they don't value themselves. And so they really kind of build on each other, um, getting the respect and esteem from other people and having that for ourselves. So the esteem from other people can include things like um, status and fame, <clears throat> attention, recognition, and prestige. It's kind of what that looks like. When it's esteem for and from ourselves, that's more about having the things that we value and creating those things in ourselves, such as strength, competence, mastery, independence, and self-confidence. So neat thing is, is we can develop those things. The challenge is if we're kind of at a lower level of need, it's harder to work on these things. So that's, it implies a certain order um, to meeting these different needs. Also find that there's a little bit of what we'd call squishiness. So it's not that you're necessarily at one level and not at another. You can be in one place in one area and struggling 
in another. So you're struggling, you know, with your finances, and you still have a need to contribute and get recognition from other people. So as you can imagine, the, the better that you feel about yourself, the, the more likely people are respond to respond to you positively. Here's some activities that you can engage in if you're at this place where you're needing to build your esteem. Uh, you can get that through work, through hobbies, through volunteering, through sports, through education, and through self-improvement. We're big fans of self-improvement and personal development. It helps with all of these things. That's the benefit of that. Next, we have self-actualization. And we're about to go to a break, but basically self-actualization is basically recognizing one's potential, is actually realizing your potential, becoming the very best version of you. And we absolutely love supporting people in becoming the very best version of them. So we're gonna dive into that when we come back from break. I invite you to stay tuned. You're listening to The Impact Hour. What if the ladder you're climbing is leaning against the wrong wall? Is that bucket list getting bigger and bigger? Where are your passions hiding? You are here to create an authentically empowered life. There's nothing more fulfilling than living your life's purpose every day. Find your calling and live a legacy that lasts for generations. Start your journey today by scheduling your discovery session with John and Rena, hosts of the Impact Hour, every Wednesday on Money 105.5. Go to theimpacthour.com to schedule your complimentary session today. If you want a life rich in meaning, if you want to make a difference, join John and Rena for the Impact Hour every Wednesday afternoon at 2 on Money 105.5. Learn how to increase your life's impact. Unlock your potential and live with passion. It's all new. The Impact Hour with your hosts, John and Rena. Share your stories and become part of the journey. Wednesday afternoons at 2 on Money 105.5. Find John and Rena on Facebook at The Impact Hour. Now back to the Impact Hour with John and Rena on Money 105.5. More fun than visiting the in-laws. Welcome back to the Impact Hour. I'm really glad that you've been listening to the show so that you can understand yourself better, what makes you tick, what understand, so that you can understand other people better, what makes them tick. We're talking right now about Maslow's hierarchy of needs and the, the top tier of his so-called pyramid-looking structure, is that of self-actualization. And self-actualization is becoming the very best you that you can become. It's pretty thrilling to be on that journey. Now, there, it's possible when you're working on self-actualization, becoming the best you, it can be very specific, and you can be doing it in specific ways, such as becoming an ideal parent and you just pour yourself into that, and you want to be the very best parent that you can be. I remember when I was in that phase, I mean, my, I still have kids, but when they were really younger, I just really wanted to do my best job that it, at that that I could, I could possibly do. Maybe for you, it's, it's a sport, and you want to be the very best athlete that you can be and be really extraordinary. Maybe it's in your work and in your profession, and um, you want to really exceed and excel at that. So I challenge you to look at 
at your own self and what do you believe is important enough to really pour yourself into to improve yourself and to be a benefit to other people what what's worth it to you that you would really want to grow yourself in that area there's a lot of power in getting specific and clear on that because then you can start really focusing your energy in it and if you if you've got some other things going on at these other levels of needs you know if it's your finances or if it's a relationship where you don't feel safe or a situation where you don't feel safe or you're not feeling connected to people it's your opportunity to really address those things so that you can move forward in a way that's going to be really satisfying for you what they find is that the first four needs physiological safety love and belonging and esteem they call those deficiency needs and what that means is when we have a deficit in them we have a strong sense of anxiety and stress so it's very much a drag on us while we're trying to move forward it's holding us back that's why it's so important to meet those needs so that we can move forward on becoming the best person that we can become now in general the more basic needs must be met before people will even desire or be willing to put their attention and effort into really bettering themselves. This was really important for us in the work that we do in Simply Great Lives. I'm, I'm very excited to be developing a program where we can meet people where they're at. If they're needing more love and belonging, more esteem, we can help them with that. And it's, it's a challenge. It's not impossible by any stretch. It's not impossible to really focus your attention on improving yourself and being a benefit to other people when you've got these other needs that aren't quite met yet. It's just more challenging. And I think that's important to know if you've been listening to us and you hear us talking about going out and making a difference in people's lives and it's like, yeah, you know, that sounds really great, but you're not moving on it. That may be because you have a need that you need to address and that'll help you help free you up to be able to move forward on those things. I found it interesting that even as an expert, Maslow really adjusted his work over time and modified it. So he admitted later that um, the levels aren't as distinct as he thought, um, but they can be both interrelated and um, fluid. So we can kind of move in and out of different needs. That's why it's so important to recognize where we're at so we can address it. And noticing how they are related to each other. So our need for esteem and self-actualization, they go really well together. So when we're looking for um, validation from other people, you know, we can move more forward more. On, on, on being our best version of ourselves and being a service to other people. I mentioned just briefly earlier in the show um, that he modified his work, Abraham Maslow did in 1971, and he added a different kind of aspect to self-actualization. And I think it's really neat because it showed his own personal development and growth. He added the idea of transcendence and in transcendence, we're really working to, um, 
trying to find where my note was because it was so cool. <laughs> Basically, the idea is giving oneself um, to a higher goal. And he listed specifically altruism and spirituality. So you can see these are kind of higher levels of consciousness. And it relates very strongly to what we do in our work in Simply Great Lives and what we advocate on the impact hour. He calls it altruism. We call it making a difference. And he said that that's a, a very important part of self-actualization, self and it is actually a need that people have. And it's a lot easier, of course, to move forward on that when we have the other needs met. One neat thing about transcendence is it really values the connection. It values connection with ourself, with other people, our connection with animals and nature, our connection with the cosmos. And you can really see how Maslow is opening up his mind, it shows the importance of, of knowing our relationship to God. And it, it really recognizes the value of having connection to ourself and others and the world around us, not as a means to an end, whereas it might be in esteem, but an, an end of itself, something that's just valuable to be connected to ourselves, to be connected to other people, to be connected to the world as a whole, saying that there's value in that. So today, this is your opportunity to assess where you're at in these hierarchy of needs. Are you needing to address something that's more physical or safety oriented? Are you looking for love and belonging? Do you need to work on your esteem from yourself or from other people? Are you in a position to fully embrace your self-actualization, becoming the best you so that you can be of service to other people? It's a fantastic opportunity, and I encourage you to fully embrace it because this is what's really important in life. Of course, you get to decide that for yourself. Is this something that's worth moving on? What's worth really moving on in your life? What's important to you? Great to take this as an opportunity to assess that for yourself. It gives you the opportunity to really become the best you, you can become so what can you do today to work to satisfy your current needs so that you can improve yourself and serve other people? I really appreciate this exploration, not only for myself, but it helps me to understand other people better. So I hope that you're, hope that you're able to take this out really understand how it's applying to other people. See where people are at in getting their needs met so you understand why they're doing what they're doing. You can actually be of service to them to help meet that need and be able to move forward. So not only do you understand your behaviors and why you're doing what you're doing, you can understand what other people are doing as well. And it gives you the opportunity to really be a blessing I'll just reiterate a point I made earlier about compassion and really understanding where people are at and seeing that they're really trying to get their wants and needs met. So if you see behaviors that you don't understand, that don't make sense to you, understand that it's their attempt to get their needs met. I find it's very, very often lies in the in the realm of love and belonging, 
that they want and esteem. So people want to know that they're valuable, that you appreciate them, that they're important. The more that you can move through the world helping to meet those needs, the better people are going to be responding to you. So it's very valuable for yourself, for your relationships. As you can see, people responding better to you means more of a sense of connection with other people. So it's got a benefit to you and it's got a benefit to other people. Awesome. So this exploration, you know, John and I talk about this kind of stuff all the time. And we've um, had some interesting conversations around why people do what they do. And, you know, John's passion really is around people making a significant difference in the lives of other people. It's based on his experience around his heart attack. He really wants people to know that when you reach the end of your life, you're going to be asking, did I love people well and did my life matter? If we spend a lot of our time meeting the lower needs, the um, more basic human needs, we won't ever get to that little triangle at the top, the self-actualization. So with some deliberateness and with some choice, we're able to work through those needs, meet them in a way that allows us to really, really work on bettering ourselves so that we can benefit other people. I really hope that that was beneficial to you. I trust that it was. I want you to thank you for listening to the Impact Hour. The upcoming Memorial Day weekend is always an opportune time to shop for a new car. Farron Larson for Big Mountain Heating and Farron Larson for Big Mountain Heating and Air, Windows and Solar. You know, according to the experts, the average homeowner in Northern California runs their furnace and their air conditioner about 3,000 hours per year at a cost of about $1,000 a year. Replacing your furnace and your air conditioner and bundling them with just seven electric solar panels can be one of the best investments you can make, for instance. On approval of credit, Big Mountain will finance your new heating and air conditioning system and install at least seven electric solar panels, reducing your electric bill approximately $1,000 per year. And do it for zero out-of-pocket expense, putting thousands and thousands of utility overpayment dollars back in your pocket over the next 20 years. It's the best way to replace your heating and air conditioning, folks. Call me for the details, 378-4616, or go to BigMountainAir.com. 378-4616 or BigMountainAir.com. The upcoming Memorial Day weekend is always an opportune time to shop for a new car. This year, it might be even better. Sales are down and incentives are up. 
Automotive experts say a number of popular models have seen drastic sales drops in recent months, leading to sharp discounts. A growing number of financial companies are creating loans for people with low credit scores so they won't have to go to a payday lender. One startup, FS Card, has introduced a MasterCard for consumers who have credit scores between 550 and 600. Hobbyists who fly drones for fun no longer have to register their aircraft with the Federal Aviation Administration. The U.S. Court of Appeals has overturned the FAA rule covering recreational drones. Drones used for commercial or for-profit applications, including real estate photography, must still be registered with the FAA. I'm Mark Huffman. Learn more at Sacramento. A service of Salem Media Group on the NASDAQ as SALM. I'm Tom Busby, CNBC. Campbell's Soup is going online for future growth. It's investing $10 million in the web-based meal delivery service Chef, hoping to boost sales of its soups, prego sauces, Petridge Farm snacks, and more. On Wall Street today, more gains. Stocks up for the fifth session in a row after minutes from the Fed's latest meeting showed a willingness to hike interest rates again and begin selling off some of the